0: So Parja's Vayigash, the famous Midrash, takes a passage into Hillam, Kihinei, Hamalachim Noadu, Avru yachdav basically when two kings come together and they start they start quarreling. That's uh, who are these two kings? That's Yehuda and Yosef. That's Vayigash, Yehuda. Yehuda approaches, engages with Yosef. So just to talk about these, what does this mean, these two kings. I mean, of course, we, we're right away thinking Mashiach ben, Mashiach ben David, Mashiach ben Yosef. But uh, it's much more than that. We know back uh, as soon as Yaakov Avinu uh, had Yehuda and Yosef, he felt prepared and ready to go back to Yosef. To, uh, encounter Aesav, uh, it says when, when he was sending to Aesav, Parshas Vaishlach, uh, so he says to Aesav, Vayili shor v'chamor, I have an ox and a donkey. So the obvious question that Rashi raises is, what do you mean you have an ox and a donkey? Yagavinu had entire herds and flocks and many, many donkeys. So Rashi says that the axe, that's Yosef, B'hor, Shor, and the donkey, that's Yehuda. Like we know, Pasek uh, says that uh, Lasidlovo, Mashiach Ben Dove is going to ride in on a, on a donkey, on a hamor. The Parshish Vayichi, Yehuda's brocha, is that he's going to tie his... Hamor to the to the grapevine so these are these are the two powers that uh, the Yaakov is threatening Asaph with he's telling him I have a shore and I have a chamor. so uh, you know be be aware now from those from those two animals it's more seemingly intimidating like a big Muscular ox with giant horns—it—it it seems very, uh, very intimidating, right? The, you know, the 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 running of the bulls and things like that, right? People getting hurt, but a Hamor doesn't seem like such a massive threat. Where's the where? What is this malchus of Yehuda? We understand the malchus of Yosef, but what is this malchus of Yehuda? And to a certain extent, if we understand that, maybe we can understand the encounter that's happening here. Well, what does it mean? The, the kings, they're, they're about to engage, they're about to clashing. What are you talking about? Yosef is the viceroy of all of Egypt. He's literally the most powerful man on the face of the earth. He has gathered all the money from the entire world by now. The entire Egyptian population is enslaved to him. He's the most powerful man on the face of the earth. And, then, and here's Yehuda coming in for the approach. How can we say that this is like a clash of the titans? It needs to be understood. Where is, where is this power? What is this other power? So um, so we'll start off first of all understanding the, the mida of Yosef. Yosef um, is the one who was fit to rule over the Egyptians. The Egyptians, you know, the, especially cipher Maral, The Egyptians represent Homer, physicality. They were they were an extraordinarily physical people. They were licentious people. It was a ervas haaretz, the promiscuity of the land. It was a. The, it was um. They, they they are represented by water. That's uh, that's the what what they represent, and Yosef is the one that's appropriate to rule over them. And uh, we know that Yosef is the one that he represents. The Tikuna Bris, he had a Bris mila. He made them all have a Bris Mila. They want to be sustained by Yosef. They have to get a Bris Mila. That's uh, that, that's. Uh, uh, in this forum is explained that Yosef is the Koch of Aish and he rules over Mitzrayim, which is Maim. <clears throat> now we take a look at another scenario, take a look at another situation, which is Nebuchadnezzar, who is described in the dream of Daniel as the Roshad, Roshad de Dahava, the golden head. So gold is always uh, gold, not, not uh, cheap American 14 karat gold, but real gold is red. Like 18 karat gold is, is pink, what is it called? Pink and uh, rose. rose, rose gold. But, uh, but 24 karat gold is, is red. Okay, so gold is red, it's fire, it's hot. And so Nebuchadnezzar represents Ash, the power of Ash. And how is the power of Nebuchadnezzar broken, by the way? We just went through Hanukkah, where Klaus or and the Yivonim, we're going to go through Purim, we're going to be Matzliach and that shibut. How was the power of Nebuchadnezzar ever broken? Answer is, it was broken by Mishael, Hananiah, and Azariah. When Nebuchadnezzar threatens them with the power of the Aish, he says, if you guys... Don't bow down to Avodah Zahra, you're going to get thrown into the Kivshan Eish. And all three of them, of course, are from base David. They're, they're all from the royal house of David. They're all from Shevet Yehuda. And what's their response? Their response is, okay, throw us in. But we're not going to bow down to Avodah And when he throws them in and they're saved from the fire... It changes his entire worldview. He can't. He can't take it. That 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 level of submission, that level of of uh, of humility, to say, what am I? Who am I to, to stand in the way of the will of Hashem? It's the will of Hashem that that we should that I shouldn't bow down. So so I forfeit my life, and I'm prepared to be thrown in. And that that is what overcame the power of Nebuchadnezzar. So we see there the power of of Yehuda, the power of his battles, the power of Mayim, Water always settles in the lowest place. Water doesn't have uh, a whole big, a whole big uh, show. That power of water there overcomes the power of Aish of Nebuchadnezzar. So we see Yosef, the power of Aish, overcoming Mitzrayim, which is water, ruling over water, and we see Yehuda, the power of water with this with its humility and submissiveness. Extinguishing the power of, the, of fire of Nebuchadnezzar. So, and the same thing we see in this 6th Parsha. Yosef has, has the power of, hey, he's on top, he's sitting on the throne. He's got all the power. But Yehuda, with his humility, with his approach of, coming, of of making this appeal, this un, undeniable, unrefusable appeal of being the vattle himself, of offering himself up to be an evid, for his brother, that level of messias nefesh, not of power, but of humility and mysterious nefesh, for Binyamin, for his brother, that is what, that's the power that Yehuda is bringing to the table. I mean, Yehuda doesn't need armies behind him, because that's not his power. The power of Yehuda is the power of his battles.